Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You cannot keep trying to force an idea indefinitely if it is not producing the outcomes that you want. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreoday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are going to talk the dumbest things that you are doing to hurt your business. And before I get into this, first of all, let me tell you all that I have a daily motivation text message that I send out free of charge every single day to help keep you guaranteed, focused, sharp, and on point. You want to receive that message, text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out that daily motivation, at least as long as I keep it daily, you'll be getting that message. Other thing is to go to workonyourgame.net. Those of you business-minded folks who are serious about taking your revenue, income, and business to the next level, I got a free training there that is specifically for people who are serious about business. Go to workonyourgame.net, get the free training right there, and you'll see everything you need to see right there on that site. It's five steps to take your income to its next level. Now, this topic, dumb things that people do to hurt their business. I actually talked about this. I did a live in my Facebook group, which is called Six Figures and Growing in my Facebook group. And also, I simulcast it on Instagram. This was in probably early September. But I wanted to lay this all out on a podcast episode as well, where I can be more succinct and detailed in this. But this is an important point. These are important points that I'm going to lay out here today because a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a lot of business folks out there are simply doing things that are hurting your business. And you may not even be aware that they're hurting your business. And unfortunately, paradoxically, many people are doing some of the things I'm going to mention here today. And they think the things that they're doing are helping their business, but they're actually hurting your business. I'm going to explain what these things are. I'm going to explain why they are hurting your business. I'm also going to explain how many people incorrectly think that they're helping themselves by doing these things, but you're actually doing the exact opposite. So listen up closely. And if I identify you in any of these things that I point, or you identify yourself in these things that I point out, the good news is you can do something about it. 
All right, the bad news is that you're already doing something that needs to be fixed. It's actually not bad news. It's good news because no human being is perfect. So it's not like any of us is doing everything perfectly right now. But once you identify that you're doing something that's actually hurting you, the next step is to do something about it. The challenge for many people is that even after they hear these things, they still keep doing the same stuff. That's the mistake that you shouldn't make. Okay. Not the mistake of you're doing something that isn't working because we all have done things that don't work. It's what do you do once you realize you're doing something that's not working? That's the key. Let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is dumb things you are doing right now today that are hurting your business. Number one, you are trying to force bad ideas through the marketplace. You have an idea that simply is not going to work, yet you keep trying to force the idea to work in a place in which it is clearly not going to work. This is a dumb thing to do. We could actually call this stupid things people do that are hurting their business. I might call it stupid things. You'll see whatever the title is. That's what I decided on. It could be dumb things, but might be better to call it stupid things people do because I did a whole episode on this very show where I detailed the difference between being ignorant and being stupid. Because in episode 2195, I told you how not to be stupid. Also in episode 1901, how to accept stupid people. Episode 1357, let stupid people be stupid. But in episode 1125, I told you ignorance versus stupidity. There's a difference between the two. Ignorance means not to know things. And that's okay. Everybody is ignorant of a lot of things. We're all ignorant of a whole bunch of stuff. And hopefully, as a professional, you are very, very wise in a narrow range of things that you are like an expert at. Those are things people pay you money for. But we're ignorant about a whole bunch of things, right? A newborn child, a baby is ignorant about damn near everything. But So ignorance is not necessarily a bad thing. Once you become aware of your ignorance in an area in which you don't want to be ignorant, then you can do something about it. But stupid is when you're doing something that is not helping you and you know it's not helping you, but you keep doing it anyway. So I think we might just keep it at dumb because now that I've talked that out, I can't call it stupid if you didn't know you were being stupid. Now, if I point these things out and you keep doing them, then you become stupid. All right, you follow me? So this first point is trying to force a bad idea through the marketplace. What does this mean? It means you have an idea that the marketplace is not responding to, not giving you the return on investment and attention that you had expected, yet you keep trying to force this idea and try to make it work. This is a bad idea. Understand that the marketplace will always tell you whether you have a good idea or a bad idea. And again, good and bad are relative, folks. Okay. Good and bad are relative to what kind of outcome you are expecting. In episode number 2273, I told you to listen to the market, a sales conversation. There's a conversation about selling. If you haven't listened to episode 2273 yet, go listen to the episode where I explain how this works. You must have, I talked about this yesterday a clear framework and rubric for how you decide whether something is a good idea or a bad idea and a time frame for when you decide whether something is a good idea or a bad idea. In other words, how do I know if this is good or bad and how much time will I give it to show itself? You need both answers. You cannot keep trying to force an idea indefinitely if it is not producing the outcomes that you want. And you have to have a clear measuring stick for what those outcomes actually are. Okay. I've known many an entrepreneur who has an idea that they want to make work because they have decided emotionally that this is a good idea and that is going to work out. And they keep trying different ways to try to pitch this idea to the marketplace. And they will eventually find their way to me and say, Dre, can you help me come up with the right way to talk about this product or service or idea? Because the ways that I'm doing it is not working. So they think they are actually getting the answer to the right question because they say, well, I just got to come up with a better way of talking about it. And once I take a look at what they're doing and see the kind of results they've gotten to this point, The actual question that they should be asking is, how do I get rid of this product and come up with a new one? Because this one ain't it. So they think they have the right question, but they actually have the wrong question. They're trying to get the right answer to the wrong question. 
They're trying to get an answer to the question of how do I get better at talking about this product when the actual question should be, how do I come up with a better idea? Because this idea is not good. The challenge for many entrepreneurs is that they don't like hearing something like that because they are emotionally attached to their ideas. So somebody like myself tells them, well, this idea just simply sucks. They take like a personal affront that I told them that their idea sucks. I've had many ideas that sucked. I don't let that reflect on who I am as a person because my idea that sucked or my product that sucked or my execution that sucked or my marketing that sucked or my advertising that sucked. All of those things can suck. That doesn't mean I personally suck. It just means the product suck. My production, the thing that I produce suck. The thing that you produce and you are two different things. So if I put out a product and it doesn't do well, okay, that product wasn't any good. Let me come up with something better. Uh, it's not a personal reflection on who I am as a person. And any of you who has that problem, uh, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur because you're going to fail many more times than you succeed. You cannot keep trying to force an idea indefinitely if it is not producing the outcomes that you want. Many entrepreneurs I deal with do not have either. All right, They don't have a timeline and they don't have a clear measuring stick. And then they keep trying to force an idea with no idea when to stop and kill something off. Now, as a business owner, I've had, again, as I told you, more ideas that didn't work than I've had ideas that did work. But the good news for me is, and for you, is that I always know when to cut off an idea and when to kill an idea and to move on to the next one. I've killed more ideas than most of you won't know about most of the ideas that I killed because this is the reason why you don't know about because they sucked. So not most people knew about them. That's how I knew to get rid of them. Okay? Many people don't have these. They don't have these parameters in place. So just imagine, let's just look at it this way. All right, human beings, we are all imperfect. So if you're an entrepreneur coming up with ideas, you're an inventor. You could be an entrepreneur and not invent anything. You could just run a business that already exists. But let's say you're an inventor and an entrepreneur. And for every one good idea you have, you got to go through 10 terrible ideas. And this is actually, this is pretty much the scale of how it works. Entrepreneurs, inventors out there, am I right? That you got to go through 10 bad ideas to get every one good idea? That's pretty much accurate. It might be more than that. But if you got to go through 10 to get to one, Okay. If I kill off every bad idea after one week of experimentation and you kill off a bad idea after one year of experimentation, how long will it be before I come up with a good idea? Well, it's going to be 11 weeks. So after 10 weeks of bad ideas on week 11, I came up with a good idea. So it took me 11 weeks, which is less than three months. For you, it took you a decade because you tried to push a bad idea for a year that didn't work. Then another one, another one, another one, another one. You went through 10 years of bad ideas before in year 11, you finally got a good idea. So who's going to achieve more success and who's going to achieve it faster and who's going to have more time to enjoy it? The answer is me, all three questions, simply because I have a framework and parameters for eliminating ideas and I can do it faster than you can. Fast implementation matters. Your speed of implementation matters, folks. If nobody ever told you, now you know. Talked about this in episode 1560, Relentless Implementation, in episode 1445, why you need to implement with speed. Also, episode 1392, Fast Implementation is a Requirement. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, are three dumb things you are doing to hurt your business. Number two, you are trying to operate your business via talent and hard work. Yes, it's a bad idea to operate your business by talent and hard work. You're like, wait a minute, what, Joy? It's bad to operate a business by talent and hard work. Well, how else am I supposed to operate it? Well, let's first of all talk about this. Talent and hard work can only take you so far. Okay, you're going to, at some point, you're going to need process, you're going to need systems, and you're going to need strategy. All right, I've talked about these three words so many times on the show. I can't even tell you every episode in which I've talked about it, but I will refer you to a few of them. But you must have a system in place for how you're doing things. I talked about this in episode 1569. Systems and processes work, so why don't you use them? That's the title of the episode. So if you have not listened to that episode, go listen to it. 
Understand that in the business world, hardworking talent can only take you so far. Maybe in the sports world, hardworking talent might be all you need because all you do is plug into someone else's system and they tell you what to do with the hardworking and talent. All right, that's different from being an entrepreneur. In the sports world, the frameworks and the systems are already in place. All you got to do is plug yourself into them. In the business world, there are no frameworks and systems in place for you. You must create them on your own if you have any. Most business people don't have any. And listen, I talk to business people every single day. I know for a fact, most business people don't have any processes, they don't have any systems, they're doing everything by talent and hard work. This is dumb and it is killing your business because eventually you're going to hit a ceiling that you can't go any further, you can't go any higher, and now your talent and hard work is not enough. Once you get to the ceiling of your talent and hard work, then you need strategy and systems. All right, you can get to the six-figure level and stay at six figures, low six figures, simply by working hard. All right, if you work hard, you got good talent, a good market, meaning the right audience to sell to, your timing is right, and you have a good product to give them, you can get to the low six figures and stay there just off of that alone. And if you're okay with that, so am I. But if you want to go further than that, you got to put strategies and systems and processes in place in your business and understand that just because you think you have talent, a good market, good timing, and a good product, because all of those are relative, right? If you think you have those, that doesn't mean you're going to get to six figures. You might think you have them, but you might not. But if you have all of those, you can get to those six figures and stay there. That could be enough to take care of your, you no know, pay your bills, food, clothing, shelter, you no know, keep your phone turned on and you know, go to Miami a couple of times a year. Hey, all good. If that's what you want. But if you want to go further and eventually maybe remove yourself from the situation and systematize your business, then you're going to need systems. You can't systematize something without a system. You can't get any further without strategies, systems and processes in place. And again, you might not even reach that level without strategies and systems in the first place. Okay? You got to have the perfect mix of work, talent, market, timing and product to get there without systems. But if you don't have a perfect mix, you might not even get to six figures without systematizing what you're doing. And without somebody seeing something that you can't see, all right, what you're going to hit is what we call a concrete ceiling. Everybody heard of a glass ceiling? Or right, the glass ceiling is when you know you could go further, you can see it, but you can't get there. Concrete ceiling is when you're not sure you can go further, you can't see it. And if you try to, you're going to bounce your head off that concrete. And I heard that that doesn't feel too good. All right, at least glass breaks. You hit it hard enough. Concrete, not so much. This is what I'm usually helping professionals and entrepreneurs with in my coaching, along with systems. I would say it is about 60% mindset, 40% systems when I'm working with any professional. 60% the mindset around what will allow the systems to be implemented. And then the 40% is actually implementing the system. And then everything else that I coach people on goes underneath the umbrella of those two things, systems and mindset. A lot of other things can go underneath both of them. But if you are at the six-figure level and you know you can't go any further, that's usually because you're working as hard as you can already. I know this. You're giving as much time as you can already. I know this. And or you are in the same spot that you've been in for a few years and you know the next step is you got to put systems in place, but maybe you don't want to. Maybe you think it's going to be a little bit too hard. Maybe you don't have your mind in the right space to do it. And I know this as well, because, again, I've had enough of these conversations with enough people. And I know I'm talking about some of you right now that you are at the height that you're going to get to. You reach your apex based on hard work, talent, timing, market and product. You know, to get to the next level, you're going to have to do something different, but you're a little bit wary of doing it either because you don't know how you think it's going to be a little bit too hard. You don't know where to get started or whatever other reason, fill in the blank with your reason. But I know that this is the situation. I know exactly how it goes. I've seen it often enough. All of these things work together, by the way. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is dumb things you are doing that are hurting your business. Number three, you try to diagnose and fix problems on your own. This is a very bad idea. Just like I told you on points number one and number two. Point number one was about 
you having a bad idea that you shouldn't keep trying to push through the marketplace. Now, your question might be, how do I know when I have a bad idea? Well, you are not the best person to ask that question. You shouldn't ask yourself that question. You should ask someone else that question. Let them give you a framework for making a decision, and then you can trust what they're telling you. If they have a framework, they don't have a framework. You probably shouldn't be asking them the question. Many professionals come up with their own ideas, then they try to be the judge of whether the idea is good or not. The problem with doing that is most people are not objective enough when it comes to your own stuff for you to be your own judge. Most people don't have that ability. This is why you need someone outside of yourself who can see what you can't see. It can tell you things that you would never tell yourself. Usually this person comes in the form of a coach. How many times have you heard me talk about this? Episode 2278, why you need to hire a coach. If you have a broken bone or your grandma is gravely ill or your car breaks down and you're not a car expert, do you go and fix it by yourself? You ever did surgery on yourself or put a cast on your own foot or administered medicine to grandma based on your personal diagnosis or you know, fix your car if you don't know anything about what's under the hood of a vehicle? Of course not. You wouldn't do that. That's stupid. You wouldn't even try. What would you do? You go see an expert. If you had a broken bone or thought you did, you would go to the doctor. If grandma or your newborn child was sick, what would you do? You take them to the hospital. If something's going wrong with your car and you know nothing about what's under the hood of a car, you would take the car to the mechanic or the shop or the service department and let them fix it. Why? Because you go to an expert, a professional who does that thing, fixes those things for a living, and you would pay them money to fix your problem. First of all, you would pay them to diagnose the problem. Let's figure out exactly what the problem is because you might think it's problem A, but it's actually problem C, D, E, and F. If you're the one who is doing the diagnosis and you don't know what the hell you're doing, you may identify the wrong problem was going to lead you to fixing the wrong thing. And you're still going to keep having the same issues over and over again. This is what happens when you have a product that should not be pushed through the marketplace yet. You keep trying to push it through the marketplace and you think the problem is, well, I just got to get better at how I talk about it. No, you got to get better at what you are offering. You see how you could be solving the wrong problem? You could be answering the wrong question. This is what a lot of people do because you're trying to do everything by yourself. This is why I told you you need to hire a coach. You go find the expert who knows what you don't know, who can see what you can't see, who will ask questions that you would never even think about asking, and they will help solve your problem a lot faster and a lot more easily than you can on your own. This is the value of a coach. Problem for many people is they don't understand this. Actually, they do understand it logically, but they don't understand it enough emotionally. So they keep trying to do everything on their own. Newsflash, everybody. You are not good at everything. And very few human beings have the very rare ability of diagnosing your own problems. Why? Because we are too emotionally connected to our own situations to diagnose ourselves objectively, which means we will lie to ourselves, not because we're liars, but because we are emotionally invested in telling ourselves what we want to hear. But another person is not emotionally invested in telling you what you want to hear. They're emotionally invested in helping you get results. And getting a result does not necessarily mean pleasing you all the time. See, I know too many people who try to put on their own cast, so to speak, operate and do surgery on themselves, metaphorically speaking, don't know anything about cars, but they go under the hood of their vehicle and try to fix the engine. But you shouldn't be doing this in your business. Again, unless you're an expert at the exact thing that you're trying to fix. And if you're an expert at fixing that thing, then why are you doing something else as a full-time business? Because I don't know too many people who are experts at multiple things that are unrelated. No wonder you're not getting the results you want. See, this is why I told you, in episode 2278, why you need to hire a coach? Because coaches see what you can't see and will tell you what you won't tell yourself. Coach can see things that you can't give you insight that you would never come up with on your own. That is their value. All right, that's the main thing that a coach does. 
And many people, again, don't emotionally see the value in that. They understand it logically when I say it, but they don't emotionally see the value. This is why most people don't have coaches. This is why most people are not high performance. This is why most people are average. They get to a certain point and they stay there for the rest of their lives. All right. Your coach does not necessarily need to be better than you at what you do. They don't have to be. They might be, but they don't have to be. This is why LeBron James and Beyonce have coaches. Or is LeBron James trainer better at basketball than LeBron? Is Beyonce's voice coach better at singing than Beyonce? Probably not. But the coach has a perspective that the main player, the LeBron, the Beyonce, the Taylor Swift, the Rock, whoever, does not have. The coach can offer insights and correction that the main player just does not notice because the main player is focused on playing while the coach is focused on coaching. They are two different jobs. That's the value of a coach, folks, amongst other things. You cannot diagnose your own problems. Again, look at things on the logical side. Every high level performer you can name has a coach. They have trainers around them. Name a high performer who you know of who does not have a coach or a trainer around them. Every single high performer has them. Now, they might not be like on the news talking about this person, but I guarantee they all got them. There are no high performers who don't have them. I come from the sports world, professional sports world. Every single professional athlete I know has a trainer or a coach. Every single one of them. In the entertainment world, actors, actresses, maybe rappers might be the only exception, but singers for their voices, even rappers sometimes for their stage performances or any singers who have any kind of choreography on their live shows, they all have coaches. Even musicians, as a matter of fact, even a rapper, for example, when they're making their songs, the producer might make them, hey, let's re-record that verse. Or I don't like your tonality when you said these two words, we got to do that part over. They do this. I have mentioned, I mentioned this a long time ago. Most of you probably didn't hear me say it, but Kendrick Lamar, who's a rapper, when he was deciding who he was going to do his first contract with, at least his major label contract with, he got invited to Dr. Dre's studio. And at the time when he went to the studio to see Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre was recording, well, he was producing a song with Snoop Dogg rapping on it. So when Kendrick walks in the studio, Snoop Dogg is in the vocal booth recording. Now, Snoop Dogg has been rapping since like 1990. He's been rapping for longer than a lot of people have been alive. And so this guy knows how to go in the vocal booth and record music. Snoop Dogg probably got like 20 albums. I don't even know how many albums he got. He got a lot. And he's been recording with Dr. Dre for a long time. And when Kendrick Lamar went into the studio to see Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's in the booth recording, Dr. Dre was making Snoop Dogg go back and re-record certain words, certain lines and verses over and over and over again right there in front of Kendrick Lamar. Now, why is this significant? Because first of all, Snoop and Dre have been working together for a long time. Secondly, Snoop, if anybody's a veteran of rapping in a vocal booth, is Snoop Dogg. And third, how could Dr. Dre have the audacity to be telling this dude over and over and over again, you need to re-record this, redo this, redo that. And Snoop was respecting it and going and doing it. Because Dr. Dre, he is a known perfectionist when it comes to recording. But what was Dr. Dre doing relative to what we're talking about here? He was coaching Snoop. Here's how I want you to say this. Here's how we're going to do this. No, I don't like that. Do it again. And when Kendrick saw that, he said, all right, well, if he's dealing with Snoop Dogg like that, and Snoop was 20 years in the game by the time this conversation happened, when Kendrick went in there and saw this, if he could do that with Snoop, imagine what he could do with me. And Kendrick Lamar did, by the way, do a deal with Dr. Dre. And the rest became history. The whole point is, all high performers have coaches. Question is, are you a high performer or not? And don't tell me in your words, tell me with your actions. So with that said, two things for you to do. Actually, let me recap my points first. Then I'll tell you two things for you to do. Topic is dumb things that you are doing to hurt your business. Number one, you're trying to force bad ideas through the marketplace. You need a framework for clearly understanding how long you're going to give something to work or not work and how you judge whether something is working or not working. Many entrepreneurs don't have either of these. They don't have a clear measuring stick. They don't know when to kill something off and they end up wasting a whole lot of 
valuable time on things that they should have killed a long time ago. Point number two, try to operate a business by talent and hard work. This is a bad idea. It can only take you but so far. From that point forward, you need strategy and systems. You need these as early as possible, as a matter of fact. But you can get to the low six figures, maybe, if you have the right combination of effort, talent, market, timing, and product. You can get to the low six figures and you will stay there with just hard work and talent. But if you're not even there yet or you've been stuck there for a while, and I know many of you are one or the other, you need systems in place. All right, there's a concrete ceiling above your head that you will never get past without systems. Understand that people who I coach, about 60% of it is mindset and 40% is systems. And a lot of the mindset piece is in getting to understanding that you need the system. Okay, so it's not just let me be confident, let me work hard. A lot of people think they understand mindset. Most people do not. They think they do. And again, this is part of the problem that keeps people exactly where they are. They think they understand something when they don't actually understand it. This leads to point number three, trying to diagnose and fix your problems on your own when you are unqualified to diagnose and fix your problems. If you think you have a broken bone and you don't never been to medical school, should you diagnose your own broken leg? Of course not. That makes no sense. If you don't know anything about fixing cars, should you slide underneath the undercarriage of your car and try to fix whatever is wrong with it? No, that would be stupid. You probably wouldn't even think about doing that. This is the exact thing you do in your business when you're trying to diagnose problems and you don't even know what the problem is. What you do with your car or with your bone is you go see an expert. I know too many people who try to do their own thing, try to operate surgery on themselves, and they have no idea what the hell they're doing. What they do is actually make the situation worse. No wonder you're not getting results. Well, I told you in episode 2278 why you need to hire a coach. A coach can see things that you can't see and they will give you insights that you otherwise would never have been provided. This is why the highest level performers who are great at what they do, maybe the best in the world at what they do, have trainers and coaches whose job is to give them insights that they would never have noticed on their own. That is the value of a coach amongst other things because you cannot diagnose your own problems. So the question is, knowing that every high level performer has a coach, the question is, are you a high level performer or are you not? All right, it's a simple yes or no question. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894 and go to workonyourgame.net. Get access to my free training, The Five Steps, taking your income from the six to seven figure level without running yourself into the ground in the process. It's free of charge. Go to workonyourgame.net to get it. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.